What's going on, Trophy Kids? Welcome to another episode. It is the Super Bowl recap episode. We're talking all things Super Bowl, but before we do that, I want to go ahead and say thank you, Trophy Kids, for sticking with us through this football season. Thank you for riding the highs and lows. I know it didn't get off to a great start, but we finished off the season 12-0, perfect. Never lost a single bet in the NFL postseason when we picked a team to cover. We only lost two all postseason, going 12-2. It was the two overs. Bengals and Raiders, and then the Bengals and Titans game because I didn't want to put out bad vibes, but we went a perfect, perfect 12-0 and when picking a team to cover in the postseason, so thank you for sticking with us. Hopefully, we won you some money. Ended the NFL season. It was a tumultuous one, but we ended 76 for 64, 54% win percentage. Our degenerate report picks, which are our six best picks every week on Bad News Media, finished at 58% win percentage, two percentages down from our goal of 60%, which we've hit the last three years. So we're going to change some things in the offseason, refine some things, but thank you for sticking with us on that one. Hopefully we won you some money. I hope you've enjoyed the NFL coverage this season and what we brought for you. we got some big things planned next season. We're going to work on changing some things up. So thank you for your continued support. Hope you stay with us in the offseason as we cover college basketball and everything else going on in the sporting world. I've got some interviews in the pipeline with some personalities I think you're going to like. So make sure you're sticking around for that. But let's talk Super Bowl. Let's talk about what we saw. The LA Rams are champions of the Super Bowl. Unbelievable game. Um, a lot happened. I'm not going to lie to you. I am still... I'm still pissed off about it. I am still hurt. I'm still pissed off for the city of Cincinnati. I've been here since I was 18. It's been a decade. I I wanted them to win so bad. Even though they weren't my team, it hurts like it was my team almost because of just the atmosphere and how this city has been rallying these last couple weeks. It's been an experience like none other to say. I mean, this city wanted this so bad. They deserve this so, so bad. It's an crazy... It's been in a crazy environment, and to see them lose the way they lost, it sucks because we're going to talk about the ref's blown call, but it, it was more than that, obviously. You know, that certainly had a big contribution to the loss, but it's not the sole reason they lost. Um, it was the three things that we talked about throughout the season, but let's let's get the ref thing out of the way. That holding call on Wilson was BS. Absolute terrible garbage call at that point in the game. It's garbage for a multitude of reasons. First off, they had laid the precedent throughout the entire game that they were letting people play. Even in a game when you're calling things close, that call, I would argue, is ticky-tacky of ticky-tacky. It's still a bad call no matter what you've been doing all game. But the ref set the precedent early in the game. Go back, watch that first. Actually, you don't need to. I'll post a picture here. First time the Bengals are in the red zone. Third down, throw the ball to Higgins. Ramsey is yanking on his undershirt. Clear violation hold. They let it go. They let that play go all game. Yes, I understand the Higgins-Ramsey play was a terrible no call, but you don't get to have a makeup call under two minutes charging on basically on the goal line, third and eight, on a ticky-tack play in which the offensive line jumped off sides. The, the entire offensive line jumped off sides in that play. Not a single flag thrown for that. So the holding call shouldn't even called. And then when you go back and the Bengals are trying to drive down the field, you have a hold on number 24 on fourth and one in the middle of the field. Doesn't get called. It was a nonsense call, but it is not the sole reason that the Bengals lost. It was certainly a nonsense call. Officiating has to get changed. There are changes that have to be made to officiating. We're probably never going to see them. But clear number one, NFL officiating has been bad all season. And I don't know if this would fix it, but I have a feeling it would get us in the right direction. NFL refs should be full-time. 
this nonsense of part-time is ridiculous. When you're a size like the NFL, if NBA and NHL can have refs full-time, there is no reason. I understand their seasons, you know, there's just more games or whatever, but there is no reason we can't have refs be full-time. Off-season, they should be training, they should be learning, they should be teaching, they should be honing their craft in, in facilities like that. Number two, we need to keep crews together. NFL crews, the way they do it is they grade the crews and the individual refs. And then when the postseason comes, they break the crews up and they pick it out the best refs from each crew. And you'd think, oh, well, that seems right. Great, right? No. It breaks up all continuity. There's a flow that these refs understand when working with the same crew. They realize Jerry isn't great at maybe calling a false start, so i got to watch that a little bit more. Or Jim is better at the boundary um, holding or PI calls or whatever. Like There's a flow and a rhythm to that. And those two changes, I think, are vital to changing what we see in the NFL. But it was an absolute nonsense call. Ridiculous what they called at the end of the game in the way they had been calling when there are some clear, clear holds and PIs on Ramsey almost all game and other big crucial situations they didn't call. Nonsense. And a false start. So to the people that are like, well, it's retribution for what happened with Higgins and Ramsey to start. I would argue that is a makeup call for the hold on the goal line for a go-ahead touchdown for the Bengals to tie the game in the first quarter. But hey, who knows? The Bengals got bit in the butt for the three mean raisins we talked about. The three biggest weaknesses, it came down to it at the end of the game, and they all failed. First, the offensive line. We talked about it. Everybody's talked about it. The offensive line was terrible. Joe Burrow was sacked more times than any quarterback in the history of the NFL. History of the NFL. No quarterback has been sacked as many times as he was in the postseason. And they still made it to the playoff, or the to Super Bowl. O-line failed miserably when they needed them to step up. And they had stepped up in the first half. They had played great in the first half. Second half, D-line makes some adjustments. They start running some stunts. Bengals don't adjust well in the offensive line. They're getting killed. Second thing, Zach Taylor. Absolute moronic end-of-the-game situation play calling. And it sucks because Zach Taylor, I thought, up until that point, had called a pretty decent game. I would argue that he was out-coaching and out-play calling Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor. Sean McVay, R.I.P. Sean Taylor. He was out play calling Sean McVay. Sean McVay stunk it up up and down the field, I thought, from a play calling standpoint. Got it done when it mattered most, though. Called the right plays when it mattered most. Sean McVay stepped up. Players stepped up. Made the plays they needed to play at the end. Cooper Cup. Whoo, Lord have mercy, that man is good. Top five wide receiver at this point in time. I don't want to hear anything other than that. But Sean McVay stepped up in his play calling when it mattered most. Called some good plays there. Zach Taylor, absolutely failed. Why is P. Ryan on the field on third and one and fourth and one? What are we doing? Joe Nixon, you were paying that man $5 million this year. You're going to pay him $8 million, I think, next year. He's got a big contract. He was starting to go, cooking with gas. P. Ryan, I think, was averaging zero yards of carry at this point. And you're going to run him out of the shotgun? What are we doing? Absolutely crapped himself at the end of the game, Zach Taylor. Terrible play calling there. And I would argue that you probably should have had the running back in there to help chip. You help chip Aaron Donald there. Joe Nixon's in there. Helps try to pick up that block. Buys him just a millisecond more. You have Jamar Chase streaking down the field. Now, he did not have the time to hit him, so I don't want to hear like, oh, that's not frustration. It doesn't matter. But he had to have that extra second. You had the running back back there blocking, trying to give him just that extra second step up. Could have been the game. And then third, Eli Apple. 
weak sauce of the secondary. Got torched. Jalen Ramsey also got torched, which we know about, but absolutely got torched. Um, yeah, that was a weak spot. Um, and we'll talk about the Bengals and what their future looks like in a little bit, but let's talk Rams. Rams, I mean, that defensive line should have gotten the MVP. I mean, the way they flipped the switch in the second half and absolutely dominated. Won the Rams the Super Bowl. Plain and simple. Bengals defense did great playing against that Rams offense. I think literally nobody gave the Bengals a shot outside of this podcast and maybe a handful of others. But the Rams defensive line dominated in dominating fashion. And it shows you just how important this Super Bowl shows just how important we've been talking about this for as long as we've been doing this podcast. That at the end of the day, the quarterback position is the most important position on the field. But after that, it's your lines. You can't build a house without a good foundation. You don't have good defensive lines, good offensive lines, you're not winning championships. You're not. You can have all the other pieces in the world, but if your offensive line and your defensive line aren't solid, you're not winning. And that is what the Rams had. They had a solid offensive line that played decent. Not great, but decent. And they had a defensive line that balled out that made Joe Burrow's internal clock speed way up and it was already sped up gave him zero time and they ate and that's what won them the game and Cooper Cup being an absolute menace out there absolute dominating menace so to the Rams to Matthew Stafford to Big Wit who I'm really happy for I'm really happy for Big Wit congratulations Heck of a season. Glad you got this one because the future for the Rams is not bright. It is pretty dark, to say the least. Um, I mean, th- but this is what you sold out for. You sold out for a championship, and you got it. And that's all that matters at the end of the day is getting that championship. I would sell out for one. We, you know, I think every team in the world would sell out for a championship pretty much that hasn't built a dynasty like the Pats. But... It's going to be bad. It's going to be very bad. But enjoy this moment. It's a heck of a moment. And the Rams are the world champion. Talking about the future not being bright for the Rams, it's extremely bright for the Bengals. But I want to stop this. I hate this. I hate this. Oh, well, we'll be back. It is so incredibly hard to get back. And I understand it's a coping mechanism. You're sad. You're depressed. You want to know that there's hope. And there is a lot of hope. But in the last 44 year, 45 years, only four quarterbacks have ever got back to the Super Bowl after losing it. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Warner. Only four have gotten back since after losing a Super Bowl. Now, the future is bright for the Bengals. They should be competitive. But it's incredibly hard to get through the season healthy. It's incredibly hard to have the magic and the luck that you have to get to a Super Bowl because every team needs some magic and some luck. And that is tough. But when you look at this Bengals franchise, you have a franchise quarterback. You have loads of talent at the skill positions for cheap. Jamar Chase, rookie deal. Higgins, 
decent deal. Tyler Boyd, decent deal. You're going to have to sign probably a CJ. You have to decide what you're going to do at the tight end position. I'd probably sign him. You've got Mexen repped up. You got Joey B on his rookie deal. You got the third most cap space. Your D line's short up. Maybe get an interior guy, pass rusher from the interior, but pretty short up D defensive line. Your linebackers played fantastic. I mean, Pratt, insane game. Wilson, out of his mind, playing like an animal out there. Just an insane game in the Super Bowl. Good leader when healthy. Maybe you add a little depth there. Sure up the secondary. But that offense line, you know where you got to attack in the offseason. You got to attack it heavy. You got to use the third most cap space to build Joe Burrow a line so he's not the most sacked quarterback in the history of the NFL in the postseason. It's as simple as that. And then you have to hope that Zach Taylor learns from this season. He's a young coach. We saw it with McVay. McVay had a terrible, terrible first Super Bowl outing. Had a pretty bad Super Bowl outing this time, but wouldn't have mattered. He dialed up the right place, got to his skill players. And you got to hope that Zach Taylor learns from this season. We've been very hard about Zach Taylor on this podcast. You know, if you've been watching this podcast um, or listening to it, pretty, pretty rough. But he showed some progress signs. He, I thought he called a pretty decent game for the most part until the end. He's a young coach. You hope that he gets better. You hope that he goes in the offseason and picks it apart and understands he was too predictable at times, that the offense add a little couple wrinkles in there because there's now more film on you. Teams know what you're going to look to do. You're not going to have, most likely, a decimated Ravens secondary, decimated Browns team. You're not going to... You're going to have to be better. You're going to have to keep grinding and improving. We'll see if they get back. I hope they get back. You would, you know, betting man, think at some point over Joe Burrow's career, he's going to get an opportunity to be back again. But it's just, it's tough. Windows are tough for the NFL. We see it with the Chiefs. Their window's closing here soon. Um, But damn, you hope he gets back. Incredible season by the Bengals. Incredible football season. Sad that it has to end. This was only going to be a quick episode. I just wanted to get a couple thoughts that were on my brain um, out there to you. And, um, yeah, I hope you stay tuned. We're going to have an episode this week. We're going to talk some college hoops. We've got some interviews lined up here coming down the pipeline. Hopefully you'll enjoy those. I think we got three that we're in talks with to get on here that I think you're going to enjoy all three media members. Um, and I would thank you for sticking with us this football season. Thank you so much for your continued support. I hope you stick with us here going into it. And as always, peace. <laughs>